I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Joe Rimmer and today I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Paul Gorst. Hello Joe. How are you? Yeah, all good, all good. Um, back to it on Sunday with me for yeah, uh, yeah. another Liverpool win, six on the bounce, 18 unbeaten, so... All going well, but it's not about me today. To yeah, well, uh, special guest. Sorry to say, I'm even more delighted to say that. <laughs> Joined by um, ex Echo and Goal scribe Neil Jones. How are you, Neil? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, don't don't downplay Gorsi. No, no, well, I'm used know, to Gorsi. I, I, I see a lot of yeah, I, know, I know I am the, the sort of the hired help yeah. today, but you know, Gorsi's still a big name. Yeah, well, well tell us before. Big frame, I don't have a big name. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> big frame. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, before we before we crack on, tell us how we can follow you now, Neil, because you're um, you're your own boss these days, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. It's a long way. Like obviously, different office from when I worked there at the Echo. But yeah, it's a long time. Time flies, and over five and a half mm-hmm. years now. Um, I finally got got some some power. Yeah. Um, with myself, and it's it's a weird one. It's, you know, you sort of you go into the freelance world, and you realise that it's just a bit like just getting jigsaw pieces and trying to put them all together. Yeah. So. The main one really is sort of carrying on covering Liverpool on covering Liverpool on Substack, uh, neilj.substack.com. Usual rubbish, really, to be honest. On there, oh, but no, it's you not, know, no, make, no, sure you, make sure you give me all your money to. to <laughs> do the, um, but no, that that's that's the main one. And then there's other bits and bobs, obviously, with Redmen TV, Anfield yeah. Rap, LFC TV, yeah. um, and some lesser known stuff with for like sort of national newspapers for the agencies where yeah. you might see me at Burnley or Preston yeah. or yeah. Blackpool or wherever. Um which is actually quite nice to watch football without having to stress about whether <laughs> Liverpool are gonna yeah. win or not yeah. or whether yeah. someone yeah. on Twitter's yeah. gonna say I've given the wrong rating to someone. Yeah. Um so yeah, all that going on yeah. but it's a far cry from what the heady days of twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen when it was uh yeah, blood red podcast on a daily yeah. basis. Well I'm not just saying this it's an essential follow for Liverpool fans. Your Substack, it's really good. Um, really enjoy it. And um, yeah, for all the, all your listeners, um, what what was it again? Neilj.substack.com, and you can also find a YouTube ch- channel as well. Which just search Neil yeah. Jones, yeah. and you'll find it. Great stuff. Well, um, three happy men. I think today another another win for Liverpool up to second in the table. Um, Gorsty, it was a good performance, wasn't it? And West Ham are a good side. Yeah, yeah. W- w- West Ham. Are- West Ham are really good, aren't they, at the moment? I've kind of put them in that bracket just below the top teams, mm-hmm. you know, alongside maybe your Brentfords and, and your Villas and, and, and West Ham. And, um, 
I, I read I read Chris Bascom's piece just then before we come in, and he called them the, the most polished West Ham side in, in 40 yeah, years or so, and, yeah. and it's hard to disagree with it, you know, with the likes of Lucas Paqueta, who I thought was superb. So yeah. it was never going to be a, a, an easy one for Liverpool, and West Ham normally give them a game, don't they? Even, even at Anfield, when Liverpool tend to come out on top. And from the first kind of 10 or 15 minutes, you could tell it was going to be a, a difficult day, and Liverpool needed to be you know, above average to, to get mm. anything from the game and, um, you know, so it proved to be. I thought um, thought West Ham started probably the better of the two and it took Liverpool 15, 20 minutes to kind of wake yeah. out of the slumber, but it's become a little bit of an alarming trend for Liverpool, hasn't it? Starting sluggishly and having to feel the way into the games and, and the game, you know, the longer the game goes on, the stronger Liverpool seem to get. So I thought they were quite fortunate actually when they, they took the lead and it was no surprise when West Ham got themselves back into it with a wonderful diving header from Bowen. But like I say, as, as the games go on at the moment, Liverpool tend to get better. So um, I thought they were, again, very good second half. Seems to be the thing at the moment, doesn't it? Against Wolves, yeah. against Lask and now against West Ham. In the second half, they are much better. If they can kind of do what they do in the second half, in the first half of games, then they'll, um, they'll have much more comfortable afternoons at the office. But... Scoring goals, yeah. it's was it four games in a row now they've scored three. You know, three games on the bounce, they've won three one and yeah. uh, everywhere you look there's loads of positives, you know, individual stories, players having really yeah. strong starts to the season and um I think Yen Club will be delighted really. If they could just kind of shake off the, those sluggish twenty, twenty five minutes at the start of games then Sky's the limit for this team at the moment. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get into some of the in individual performances, Neil. But it is, as much as it is alarming that they're slightly slow starters and they didn't fall behind yesterday, but they did have a bit of adversity in the first sort of half an hour. It's encouraging, isn't it, how they don't seem to let their heads drop. Mm. They seem to be able to play their way into games. They're dangerous. Yeah. I mean, they showed all those qualities, didn't they, yesterday? Yeah, and I think more so. They showed that they're ready to go 90 minutes, aren't they? And I think mm -hmm. that's a little bit of a trend in the Premier League. I think some of the outside the top six sides, I think a lot of teams are really putting all their eggs into the first half mm -hmm. and, you know, really trying mm -hmm. to sort of catch teams out and get, get themselves ahead in games and give them something to hold on to. And you do see them fade, don't you? I mean, I, I completely agree with, with, with Gorsty's point about West Ham. You know, you look, they brought on Mohamed Kudus, Danny yeah, Ings yeah. and Pablo Fornells and he didn't bring on Ben Rama yeah. and um, there was another forward as well, Maxwell Cornet yeah. on the bench. So you're like, wow, that's <laughs> they've got a bit of an armory there, haven't they? But you saw that they tired in the second half. I mean, yeah. we, we we spoke just before yeah. we came on about Thomas Suchek, didn't we? It was like he powered down, yeah. didn't he? And just sort of, you know, just have to like, get him out there. like watching Gorsi after 10 minutes. But you saw that Liverpool got stronger and stronger. I do think there is a, a trend of that. The teams, maybe with Liverpool, but I think generally with other teams as well at the top, they think, let's have a right good go with them, see if we can get ourselves yeah. ahead. And then hopefully we cling on. We saw Sheffield United do it against yeah. Tottenham, didn't, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Recently, Wolves, I think, put yeah. a lot into the first half, and you yeah. saw they it, it, it cost them. So I think Liverpool maybe, while you want to start quickly, I think they do have a confidence in them that, like, almost like we'll, we'll give them a couple of early rounds, and, and we'll sort of come on strong in the second half of the yeah. fight, and we'll we'll win it. Um, they were a bit fortunate, you know. Fortunate it was a penalty, but. It came out of nowhere, really, yeah. and it was almost the first real sort of sight that they'd had. The little touch from Nunes as well. I don't yeah, it's a little that. bit fortunate, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, and it's silly from from a gear, isn't it? You know, to it was obviously going to happen. What yeah. what happened almost? Um, but yeah, I, I think you, you look at Liverpool last season. There was just a lot of feeling there from the crowd as much as the players. Yeah. Almost, it was like oh, this isn't this isn't going to be a good day. This at all, and yeah. with, with 
with Liverpool at the moment. I think there's still some frustrations, but there's also a feeling that even if they were one 0 down at half time, you'd be like, they'll sort this out in the second half. They'll, they'll come yeah. out firing, and and you know they didn't, they didn't have to this time around because it was level. But they they certainly put their foot on the gas in the second half and were by far the better side. Yeah, well, one of the players, Gorsi, that, that epitomised that really was. Alexis McAllister, yeah. Klopp admitted himself, started pretty slowly, seemed to give a few passes away. But I'd say by the end of the first half, was sort of getting into his groove, and in the second half was really good. Obviously, set up the, set up the goal for, for Darwin, Darwin Nunes. But what did you make of his performance on the whole? Yeah, it was, it was exactly like you described, really. He started a little bit on the back foot and, and grew into the game and got better. And it's an interesting one with him at the moment because I don't think he'd necessarily be wanting to be Liverpool's number six and yeah. I think maybe there's there's a few who might agree with them there but for now while Gravenberg gets attuned to things and the, you know the way this that they are trying to kind of reshape him into that over the long term and, and they obviously got Endo for you know when they need to break the glass at the moment it's a little bit of a work in progress you know we know he's really comfortable in possession and, and good on the ball and picking his passes but I'm not sure he's got the kind of physical attributes yeah. to be an outstanding number six for the team with ambitions like Liverpool but you know when he when he does get on the ball he can pick the passes like the one for Nunes it was a superb ball over the top wasn't it only too many people saw that that was on when he, he clipped it through and yeah he grew into the game I think um, I think we can afford him the the performance at Wolves last week I don't think that was his fault really no, I don't no. think Klopp should have been picking him to be honest but um, yeah he, he very much kind of epitomised the performance as a whole, grew into the game and, and got better as it went on. And I think maybe with, with someone alongside him in there, he, he, he'll start to show a little bit more. But, for th you know, at the moment, it's a it's a learning curve for mm -hmm. him. And, you know, it, it's a big step up, isn't it, coming from Brighton? You know, he was, he was one of the outstanding midfielders of the Premier League last season for the Brighton team who finished sixth. But um, it's a big step up for him. And, you know, he's, he's had a decent start, but it's not been an outstanding one like the fellow next to him is a Bosley, and I'm sure we'll come on to him. But yeah, yeah um, certainly the assist was, was excellent. That's what he's all about, I think. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, Neil, what have you made of him so far in the hole? Because like, he's been asked to do a challenge and it's a different position for him in a new team. As, as of course, he's had a step up. But he has shown flashes of real quality. The opening day, the ball mm. out to Salah at Chelsea, and you know, the, obviously the ball yesterday. He's got, he's got real quality on the ball, hasn't he? Yeah, I think you got you also got to remember that Liverpool are very used to playing with certain types of players in midfield, aren't they? So mm -hmm. there is there will be a temptation to sort of judge him against Fabinho, mm. yeah. and for players to play as if he's Fabinho, you know, and you you think of you know, and I I don't think Fabinho is a bit stronger and taller yeah. and and more physical, but. Yeah. I don't think he'd fancy sort of having some of the balls wrapped into him the way McAllister does. And McAllister's a lot yeah. more reliable in terms yeah. of, you know, playing with his back to play and one yeah. touch and, yeah. you know, you, you feel safe, don't you, when he's got the ball. Um, I think there's a case to be made going forward of, of having two in there yeah. in certain games and having yeah. a number 10, yeah. you know, whether it's Gakpo, whether it's Gravenberg, it yeah. could be Curtis Jones, I think, yeah. could, could do that role. 
I think Harvey Elliott could probably do that role in, in certain games. So I think there is a case to be there. And I think Liverpool, it was telling that Liverpool looked so secure there against Wolves with, with two in there, didn't yeah. it? You know, it was, there wasn't a number six really, it was just two central midfielders. Yeah. I think that there is a case that that might bring out a bit more of McAllister. You could even have him yeah. in the number 10, you know, the, the way he plays the game. But he's had a difficult start because you think really, First game of the season, Chelsea away, tough game. You know, whatever, whatever Chelsea struggles since that, that that was a good result for Liverpool. Yeah. You know, in the circumstances, sent off in the second game. Yeah. Newcastle, mm-hmm. ten men. Yeah. You know, um, played well against Villa. Obviously, Wolves had had all the caveats of of his travel and yeah. and the altitude and just a general poor performance from the team. So it's not been a you know it's not been a, a flying star from him, but. I don't have any. I don't have any concerns about whether he's good enough for Liverpool. You can see the way he plays. You yeah. can see the trust that the players have in him. And I was surprised. I did something like sort of looking at the numbers. You know, I think he only. I think he had a ninety odd percent pass completion rate. You know, he wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like he was giving the ball away left, yeah. right, and centre. He was, and he was getting stuck in. There was a fella by us in the main stand. I mean, Gorsi sits just along the, mm-hmm. the the row from me. But I could. I heard him sort of get him off the pitch. You know, sort of just before he sets yeah. up the goal. And it was sort of. It was because he got shrugged off by. Thomas Suchek and I was thinking, well, <laughs> you know, he, he is what he is. You can't, you can't body six foot six Czech fellas, you know. Like yeah, it's yeah, sort yeah. of, but he still does compete, you know. And I think there's part of it. It's, it's not Jurgen doesn't want people who are just going to absolutely boss physical duels. He wants three or four of them to do it and yeah. to get in the right position. And you know, there was plenty of times yesterday where he maybe didn't win the ball. But he ushered someone into a position where Curtis Jones went and won yeah. it, or Robertson went and won it, or Soberslay. So he he's doing a good job for the team, definitely. And I I I think there's still a search for the right combination and the right balance for Liverpool long term. But the midfield compared to last season at the start is night and day. Um, we we were we were speaking to Klopp a couple of weeks back, weren't we? The the access centre in one of his post-match press conferences, and I think between us we were sort of talking to him about a different type of midfield yeah, yeah. he's got now. You know. Mm. It's not a Fabinho and Henderson and, and even a Wijnaldum where it's pressure machines all yeah, over the pitch. Yeah. It's very much about technical security yeah. and comfortable yeah. in possession. It's, it's and a bit more risky. Yeah, I mean, that's what it didn't pay off at Wolves, did it? And I think the biggest problem Liverpool had was they took a lot of risks and the, the players just weren't quite at their best. Yeah. So they were giving the ball away in, in, in sort of what looks like mad areas. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. doing that? But if it, if it comes off... As in that Chelsea yeah. game where yeah. you, you play in, play out, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're breaking. It, it works yeah. a treat. But it's so different, isn't it, to what we've been used to? Where, yeah. like, I mean, Liverpool, apart from Henderson, really was the only one. But Liverpool, when they play with Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Milner, whoever, they never really switch the play there was none yeah. of that it was all just short and, and, and sort of yeah. get it out to the full yeah. backs wasn't get it there's a lot more through it, the middle yeah. of the pitch now definitely yeah and I think that's what Klopp was, was driving at when he said you know the players he did have were outstanding footballers like James Milner and Fabinho and Henderson and the reason he didn't really play all this you know one touch you know mm. short stuff was because they wanted to win yeah. they knew what they were in the team for to yeah. press to win the ball and keep it short and simple to the likes of the full backs in the front three but it is a I, d- I don't know whether it's been through design or, or accident or maybe a little mix of both, but it's a different profile in midfield this summer or this season, and I think it's something that maybe supporters will have to get used to over time. Yeah, I, th- I think it's up to Liverpool to play a slightly different way, isn't it? And I, I agree with what you said, Neil. I had a fella next to me who was giving McAllister a bit of stick, <laughs> certainly in the first half, and I think in the first half, West Ham managed to stamp their style on it. Yeah. But you could see as Liverpool stepped it up and, and started getting hold of the ball, then... Having McAllister as opposed to a Fabinho there makes all the difference because suddenly you can st- start attacking from different positions. And yeah. Fabinho very rarely, I do remember one at 
against United mm. to, to Mane, but very rarely plays that sort of pass that you see from yeah. Nunes, doesn't it? No, absolutely. I mean, it, it was such a good ball from McAllister. Yeah. I, I didn't actually realise, because Nunes doesn't actually make the run. No, so, no, like, no. I, I mm. thought oh, Nunes was given the point of, like, you know, yeah. play me in. And he doesn't really. Nunes almost goes, oh, wow, like, yeah. that's a, yeah. a ball's on its way. Yeah. But it's per- perfectly judged. Because it's, it, especially as well, I mean, listen, we don't know what footballers are thinking during games. But he must know. There was a little couple of moments where he had the ball. And he never gave it away, but he just took a little bit too long on it. And you could almost hear the crowd go, oh, God, like, move the ball. Curtis yeah. gets it quite a lot, yeah. doesn't he? Where you, it's, like, it's almost like a bit of pressure of, come on, play a bit faster. So to play a pass like that, if that just runs through to the goalkeeper, that's like, oh, yeah. God. you know, like it, it's, yeah. it shows, it shows yeah. a real bit of belief yeah. in, his, in yeah. his own ability, doesn't it, to do it. Same with, I mean, that, that's the thing I love about Nunes the most. Yeah. Of all the, all the things, you know, we, we were talking again before we came on about the reaction he gets from the crowd and how much they've always been on his side. The thing I love most about him is I don't think you could tell he could have missed 10 chances yeah. or scored yeah. 10 goals. You yeah. wouldn't know the next yeah. time he strikes the ball a goal, he does the same thing. And, you know, you think of that really, he's just missed a a sitter really hasn't hit the cop end by rushing it and taking it first time no no hint in his mind he was bringing that down it's like I'm going to volley that in the corner I think it's real good sort of signs of, of a good mentality from the players I think the same about Diaz when I see him you know I yeah. think Diaz is a, a lot of the time I think Diaz is it's sort of more excitement than delivery with him where I think oh, something's going to happen it doesn't but every time he gets the ball, the feeling's the same. It's yeah. never one of them yeah, where you yeah. think, oh, don't give it to Diaz. Yeah, like, don't yeah. worry about Diaz. He's not going to do anything. Yeah. You always think he's going to do something and think he does as well. And mm. those three, you know, they're only, what, 24, 20, yeah. 24, 24, 26. No, yeah. They've got the best years to come at Liverpool. And if, if you've got them, you've got Gakpo, you've got Soboslai, Curtis, Harvey, Gravenberg. There's a lot of young players there yeah. that look like they're, they're stepping up a level in terms of, you know, their own careers almost in terms of going from that type of player to that type of player. Yeah, I think you can apply that mentality as well to Sobers like because a few times yesterday again he was a little bit sloppy in the first half. But I remember one at one point I'm pretty sure it was over on the far touch line. I was in the main stand and um, I think he he was sort of out muscled and, and got back and then flicked it. And yeah. you're thinking like the confidence of this lad who's just basically lost the ball solid, and back heeled yeah. it back up the line yeah. and, and got Liverpool out of danger. So it's just that mentality of. Not letting things get to them. I think he's been. I think oh. he's been huge. I know. I know. Of course, he said we'll talk about him. I don't know if he's on the agenda. So talk about him. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah. he's been. He's been huge for Liverpool. And I. I, I wrote a piece recently, Substack, um, <laughs> about. It's not the player. It's the. It's the sort of class about him. Just reminds me of Xabi Alonso when he came yeah. to Liverpool. And it was not. It was just. It was the fans' reaction to him and the teammates' reaction where, it's almost like, you don't need to worry about him. Just he, mm. he will. He can handle this. Some players come in, and you almost Nunes was probably one yeah. where you thought you need the team to sort of really get round him yeah. and be like, "Come yeah. on, come on, you yeah. can do this for it." It's almost like, yeah, don't worry about him, just leave him alone. He's yeah. he's he's got it. Yeah. And you know, you, I think the best thing I would say about him is, if you if you were lazy, sort of doing your, your sort of your Wikipedia sort of scouting of him, you just said, "Oh, he's a bit of a luxury player," you know, yeah. like he's got real quality, but can he this and that? Yeah. He looks the opposite to me. He looks like someone who's first. Sort of the first thing I would take in the scouting report would be grafts yeah, non-stop yeah, for ninety yeah. minutes, and then has got quality on top. So I think he's made a massive difference yeah. to Liverpool this season. There's an arrogance about him, Gorsi, that yeah. the, 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 the like <coughs> the best players have, isn't there? Yeah, what I, what I love about him is <coughs> he's obviously always been technically gifted, mm. but he's an athlete as well. So yeah. in the ninety-fifth minute, when you need, you know, a little bit of quality, 
he's still got that because he's fit as a fiddle and, yeah. and he runs all day. And there was a period there, I think it was in, might have been like the 93rd minute or something, and he's pressing them mm. in their own, you know, 25 yards out, closing down, winning the ball back, and, and Liverpool are on the attack again. He's just, he's just tailor made to be a clock midfielder, isn't he? You know, yeah. <coughs> in terms of we've just spoken then about the new profile of, you know, technically gifted midfield versus the old profile where it was a little bit more energetic and, you know, fitness based. He's got both, and um, every week you're watching him now, and you're thinking, you know, he's, he's a shelf man of the match because he's just, just so yeah. consistent. I thought he was very good in the second half against Wolves last week when he he dropped back into a little bit of a number six position. Um, again, he was he was excellent yesterday, and you know, every game now you're watching him, and, he, and he's one of the best players. So he's made a superb start, and it's going to be fascinating to see where he goes because he's only 22. So yeah, yeah. his uh, best years are ahead of him. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, let's complete the midfield. Curtis Jones, um, yesterday, I, we had a quick chat before we came on air. I, I, I thought Jones was really good, effective with the ball. Um, he's done really well, hasn't he, Neil, to sort of force his way, not in, not just into that midfield, but force his role in the team. You know, it looks like, to me, he leads the press for Liverpool and, and he's an outlet on the left-hand side and he puts a lot of good work in. He's very unselfish. Yeah, he is, yeah. And I think he he's one of them players that's developing into... He might be one that... Maybe late in his career, people people start to sort of question and say, "Well, what does he actually do?" And and the defense will be, "Well, ask his managers what yeah. what he does," you know, and 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 it'll almost be that sort of genie one Alden kind yeah. of element to it, where it's like, he might not win the ball, but he's a reason we won the ball, or he might not set the goal up, but he's a reason that yeah. we had space or yeah. that kind of thing. And if I think back to when he was coming through, you'd never have said he'd end up like this. No. You'd, you'd have said if you said he was going to fail at Liverpool, you would say that. They couldn't. They couldn't find a space for him because he was too much of a maverick. Mm. He, he, he was too individualistic, or you know, you couldn't quite. You know, he, he wasted the ball too much, or he, he tried too many yeah. silly things. He, he's almost the complete opposite of it. He doesn't really do it, and that's, there's a, a couple of occasions this season where he's played the crossfield ball, and I've almost sort of it's almost jarred where you go, "Oh, okay, yeah. it's just gonna hit a fifty-yard yeah. part." He never does because he just he lends it, and he gets it back. Yeah. But there's a brilliant moment in the first half where. I think it was Edson Alvarez closed him down. And he had his back to play, and he, I think he fouled him, and he never got the foul. And Curtis, it was almost like he went, "Oh, we want to play like that," yeah. and he just sort of got his body in and yeah. just twisted, yeah. turned, twisted. It was zooming, it was, wasn't it? With the centre half, zooming, it was zooming, yeah. 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 that was it, yeah. And he, he's really good at it. He's just so sort of secure in possession. Like I say, backs is, is he's another one like Sobosla. He's an yeah. athlete. He's got good size. Yeah. Um, I mean, he finished his chance off that was offside really well, didn't he? You know, like he's got that yeah, in, in his yeah. like he's, he's technically really good around the penalty area. Sometimes you want you really want him to back himself a little yeah. bit more with with that kind of thing, but I really do think it's quite telling that Liverpool have bought lots of midfielders. They've got players midfielders who are doing okay in in Harvey Elliott and you know a few younger ones as well. But as soon as he was ready, he was straight back in yeah. the side. And I do think that when you're playing McAllister in that role. You probably need to have Curtis yeah. as well as Sobosla. I don't think you could do it with McAllister and let's say Elliot yeah. from the start. I think you have to have those two athletes to cover the width of the pitch. Yeah, I, I'd like him to 
to have a few more shots and he did to be fair yesterday I think one had a couple blocked one yeah. deflected almost went in um, and then like you say took the goal which to be fair we've talked all about McAllister's ball that was an incredible ball as well from Sub Oslo yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just I mean he, he's been he's been an ever present now pretty much Jones hasn't he for you know six months either side of start of this season and on the back end of last season was it 12 in a row he played I think something yeah, like that Chelsea he played from Chelsea away from Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. almost that was the beginning of April that was actually when this unbeaten run started so um, yeah he's you know as, as Klopp might say he's in a good moment and yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it seems to be getting longer and longer so I think the, the 21s was, was a big moment for him as well yeah. um, obviously he was credited with the goal in the final yeah. wasn't he which should be fortunate to get that but I think his overall performances were you know I am I understand that man in this squad and I, I'm going to take this into the uh, into the senior side of Liverpool and he's um, he's been excellent. Yeah, my, my heart was in my mouth when he went down. It was in the second half or the yeah, first yeah. half. I thought, you, just don't, you don't want him to first get another half, injury. First half, first yeah, half, yeah. yeah. He got, yeah, got one yeah. left on him, didn't he? he was like, sort yeah. of landed on him. Yeah, yeah. You just don't want him to get injured now, do you? Because he needs needs to yeah, stay. That's, that's what, I mean, listen, he's... He's over 100 games to Liverpool, and I don't think people sort of realise how big that is in terms of, never mind just generally, but the era that he's played yeah, in as well yeah, yeah. for Liverpool, where you know every game pretty much has mattered in that yeah. period. But he he's also missed a lot of football through through you know sort of unlucky, you know, poked in the eye, and you know, he got one whacked in the mouth in a pre-season friendly right at the start of, of yeah. the season. He had that obviously that tibia injury yeah. last season that I mean Gorsi and I spoke to him at Forest and he was explaining it it was just he, he said to us and he said it's mad yeah, the injury's yeah. mad and yeah. when he described yeah. it we were like yeah it does sound you know yeah. he's like I can play but they don't want me to because it might turn into a break or a fracture yeah. and you know it, it must have been so frustrating for him so yeah keeping him fit keep, well, it's yeah, it goes yeah, for everyone but yeah. certainly for him I think keeping him fit and now he does feel as well I, mean, I remember there was a, a little passage in Pep Linders' book that came out obviously last year where he's talking about a game that he played, I think it was he played Leicester just after the Carabao Cup final. And he, he he sort of got taken off after an hour maybe and he said they were playing on the following day. It might have been Norwich in the in the FA Cup. And Pep said they had a conversation with Klopp. He said, when do we ever give him a second chance? You know, he, he gets a start. Yeah. And if he doesn't absolutely smash it, he comes out the team. He said, so we've decided to give him a second chance. He's taken this time, hasn't he? He's really yeah. taken that, that yeah. first chance, second chance. And now I think he's won... You're looking at Ryan Gravenberg. There's a lot of people with big expectations for him. I'm, I'm one of them. He's got to get Curtis Jones out the team first. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, and and it's not it's not a, a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. It's one of them that he might have to be patient and sort of he might have to take his chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he he goes back to the point you were making earlier on about the kind of general age profile of the squad now. Mm -hmm. You know, he's what is he? 21, 22. 22, um, Curtis. Yeah. You know, alongside Trent, who's, who's 24, Canate, 24. Yeah. We've already spoken about Zabozlay and, and McAllister and Nunes and um, yeah. someone else in there. Yeah. Well, by Chetich is there, obviously, Chetich, Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. It's, um, it's most of the team now, isn't it? Th there's only a handful of, of lads who mm. are pushing late 20s, early 30s, isn't there? And um, I think that's been a conscious effort from the, from the club over the summer. But um, now you're looking at it thinking th this is... You can see why Klopp talks about it being year one and, and all that kind of stuff. It's a team that's built now for, for the next five years. Yeah, I, I want to talk about Nunes. Um, but before, and just a quick word on... I thought Joel Matip was, was oh, yeah. excellent yesterday mm. in, a, in a tough battle against Antonio who maybe said a few things before the game but I like Antonio's honest player you know the style you get and, he, and he's effective well you, you, you know what it's like when you've got to say stupid things to sell a podcast but no I, I thought I thought Matip 
Neil just equipped himself really well. And, the, and Liverpool, you could see in the second half, I felt like they'd been told, get higher up the pitch because mm. he, he's not going to be as effective. Bold, bold yeah. selection as well from yeah. Jürgen, wasn't yeah. he? You know, I yeah. think a lot of people expected Canate to start. Um, maybe a little message to Canate because I think he was a bit lax against yeah. Lask. Yeah. Lax yeah. against yeah. Lask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't have his best game, and maybe there's a little bit of a you don't don't just think you're the man now. Yeah, you know, we've yeah. we've still got this, and I think I think I remember Matt playing well against West Ham away at the back end of last yeah. season. I think he got the winner, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He scored, yeah, didn't yeah. he? And yeah. you know, maybe there's just a, a sort of a good style fit that mm. you know Antonio's a handful, isn't he? You know, he, he's physical, but Matip's really good in the air, yeah. really dominant. And I thought he was excellent. I thought Joe Gomez as well. Yeah. I have to give, yeah, him, give a shout out to him. I mean, moment of the match for me was Joe Gomez turning to Sergio Busquets and taking three yeah. out. Um, but but really good and really important, I think, for them to, mm. to to have put in some good performances early in the season. You know, we think of Gomez yeah. against Aston Villa, the, the two of them against Newcastle in that in that tough game. They've look, they've, they're under a bit of fire, aren't they? And there are people, and one of them who really think Liverpool do need to, to yeah. strengthen their defence or should have strengthened their defence yeah. in the summer. But really good for them to reassure a few people that look if it is if it if it is called upon, you know, they can do a more than passable job. And, you know, Matip had a really tough game against Wolves last week and he's bounced back well. Yeah, yeah. I suppose my, my issue with Matip wasn't so much his ability because we, we know that. It's just fitness and it probably goes for all those centre halves, but but yeah, Gorsi, I thought yesterday and again, he, he brings something to Liverpool further up the pitch, doesn't he, as well? He, he does. He it it felt like that was very much a tactic mm. as well mm. in the first half for him to get on the ball and push forward and try and move one or two players around and unsettle them. Um, but yeah, he, he was excellent yesterday. And, and, you know, we haven't been able to say that enough, to be fair, yeah. about, about him or Gomez. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, you're looking at it, and I was one of the ones who said that Liverpool had the best collection of centre-halves mm. in the league. And last season, I don't think either of those players were anywhere near where they felt they, they should be. But... Pair of them have started really well this season, haven't yeah. they? And, and you know, fair play to Gomez in particular because he's a centre half who's being asked to play right back and not only play right back but also <laughs> fill in for, for yeah. Trent Alexander yeah. Arnold and players yeah. in number six and players yeah. in number eight and whatever else. And that's not quite his natural game, is it? But um, he did it enthusiastically. He got down the, the wings at times last season, starting to get into good attacking positions. So maybe one day we'll even see that you know mythical Joe Gomez goal. And yeah. that when he when he done that turn, I was thinking. He almost was. He was worth the thirty yard of that, wasn't it? It was like one yeah, of them. You, think, yeah. you, you know, come on, yeah, you've done that. Like, just yeah. if if you're gonna score, it's gonna be that Vincent Company sort yeah, of one, yeah. isn't it? You know, you're not gonna yeah. get a tap in. So, but I, I I think Joe Gomez. You can see why. Every summer there's sort of the, or, or every window there's this idea that is he one that could raise a bit of money and he yeah. could he could bring someone in as he is his best days gone. You can see why Jürgen must absolutely love him yeah. because yeah. there's there's someone who plays two positions. He can't he can play both of them at a high level. Yeah. Of course he's had some struggles at centre back, but what an attitude he's got on him. You know, like he he got rinsed against Pedro Neto in that first yeah. half and look how strongly he's come back since. Mm. You know, 45 minutes in the second half at Wolves, excellent. Good sub appearance against Lask in, in midweek, and then a, a really strong ninety against um, against West Ham. Yeah. Top man. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Yeah, someone was saying to me actually yesterday about Joe Gomez that he, they've asked him a couple of times to, to speak this season when he's kind of walked past and he's just not now. He yeah. just seems to be keen yeah. to keep his head down and just build on what's been a, a good start for him. And it's fair, I, th- isn't it? I think yeah. Liverpool need him and Matip to be good because they're not blessed with loads of options, yeah. are they, at, at centre-back or especially at right-back. So, um, yeah, good on them and let's hope they build on it. Let's talk Darwin Nunes. Um, obviously, you sort of saw all sides of Darwin Nunes yesterday. He missed a, a big chance, scored a, a really good finish. But, um, I mean, what I like about him, Gorsley, we're starting to see other sides of his game. You know, I think there was a few times, I know they scored directly from, but he got back and won a tackle just before their goal. He, he, he just, he seems to be... Klopp didn't seem to trust him, I don't think, last season fully. No. But now it feels like there's more trust. It feels like he understands his role a bit more in the side. Yeah, if you look at what Klopp said after the game, you know, obviously there'd be a lot of focus from the likes of us on, on the goal and, and the yeah. finish. But Klopp's talking about how good he's, he's defending from yeah. the front now, and that certainly wasn't the case last season, was it, when the language barrier was an issue and he wasn't doing what Roberto Firmino did or what Cody Gakpo does. But certainly um seems to be improving on that. And... He's just always a threat, isn't he? I think you've called him a chance magnet in the past. Yeah, and yeah. Every every game he plays, he's getting two or three really good opportunities to to add to his tally, and his goal was, was superb yesterday. I thought, and yeah, he's probably in the the strongest period of his Liverpool career now, and it's just a case of building on it. I think um, looking at the numbers this morning and wrote wrote in the, the verdict last night that he's get a goal involvement every fifty two minutes this season and. Add in the, the minutes that he's played for Uruguay, but he's got a couple of assists mm. for Marcelo Bielsa's new look Uruguay, and it's um, you know it doesn't go much further than that. It, it is around about 52, 53 minutes for yeah. his goal involvement. So um, yeah, I suppose like similar to Gomez and Matip, it's just a case of, of building on it and carrying it on because um, you know he's he's neck and neck with Salah at the top now, and he yeah. with goals for yeah. each so. Um, I think Salah will still win that race, but it's going to be a, an interesting one to watch all season. Do you think that Salah Nunes axis will will sort of remain first choice now? Uh, yeah, I thought I, I, again another. Obviously, I wouldn't say it was a bold selection, but one that you, you would have understood if, if Klopp hadn't. He played ninety yeah. against Lask, and he's kept him in the side. And that, I don't think that would have happened last season. I think he would have, no matter what he'd done in the game. I think he would have brought Gakpo in, and also the fact that. It's Gakpo and Jota are doing all right as well. You know, it's not like oh well, he's obviously going to play because the, the the replacements aren't up to it. He's he's got competition, but he's he's got to be on the pitch for me. You know, I think it's um it's clear now that he's he's used to what he's what Liverpool wants and they're used to what he needs yeah. in the, in the team. And you know, there was a te- there was a bit last season, wasn't there, where it did feel a, a little bit like Liverpool just sort of knocked balls in behind for him to chase yeah. onto and, and sort of you know. Give him just to do something with that. Yeah. Now it does feel like he's a lot more sort of connected to the team, isn't he? Yeah. And you know, really good. We saw it against um, against Lask in, in the, both the, the, the two goals, the, the, the second and third goal. Yeah. Great hold up play, and then winning the ball high up for the third goal. You saw that for the penalty hold up play, isn't it? Picking the right yeah. pass, obviously, and then and then quick enough to get into the box as well to, to make an impact. And his yeah, his movement in central areas is is outstanding. Really, you know, he. he I don't know how because I don't know the, the position, but you know you're doing something right when the f- the chance he misses, he's in the centre of the goal and Liverpool are playing through the centre of the pitch and he's still got two yards of space. Yeah. It, it, it he's doing something really right. Isn't he to, to take defenders yeah. away? And I think if he can just, I know it's a big big if, but if he can just 
start scoring the ones he should score. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. He, I think I think you, the, his numbers will be off the chart. He'll be yeah. thirty plus goals a season because he gets that many chances. Yeah. And the one thing that he doesn't quite have yet is when he when he goes through or when it's sort of there's a, a little bit of time for it. You don't always think he's going to score, but I think I think it will come. I really yeah. do. I think he I, reminds me a little bit of Fernando Torres yeah. when yeah. he when he came to Liverpool, where Fernando Torres felt like. The harder the chance, the more likely he was to score. If it's a first time ahead or whatever, with yeah. Nunes, with, with sorry, with Torres, he became sort of cold yeah. and really sort yeah. of clinical with his finishing. I think Nunes has got the same development to me. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that totally. There's a, um, you know, when he's sticking the instinct of ones away, that's mm. when he scores, and, and that, that's when he looks like a 64 million pound striker. It's when he's got one or two seconds to think about it that's when he might well, snap that one at, at the weekend is like typical isn't it Nunes he did have a yeah. couple of seconds to think about and it I was thinking it when I was watching the last game on Thursday you know when he's when he has that close range header and the mm. keeper pulls off a great save if he starts sticking away the, the chances he should score yeah. his numbers are going to go up and up, Th- and up there's an element I, I think the one on Thursday I don't really know what else you can ask him to do you mm. know the commentator was immediately saying yeah. great save but he should have scored I don't, I don't yeah, always think they both can be true you know yeah. it was a great save but what more he's yard out from goal and and just has to quickly direct it you see improvements in him most definitely i mean look he, he was denied a goal by a really good save from yeah. mariola it was, yeah. a, it was a really good effort wasn't it? on the yeah. run near yeah. post low, low down but you, you see the improvements in the, the two goals at newcastle they're the ones I'm, I'm talking about where it's like right there's your chance you, you, you're through yeah. can you yeah. get your finish right can you be yeah. accurate you know if you think back to last season there was so many there was, was a game at city in the in the carabao cup where he had about six in the yeah. same position he put yeah. them all wide or hit the goalkeeper and you think just can you find the f- start finding the far corners with, the, with those finishes yeah. I think he can he will be seeing him when he came yeah. to, to Anfield with Benfica I think he had two disallowed for, for yeah, he yeah. scored, yeah. He scored way, one didn't he? Didn't he? He, was just, he was just so sort of relaxed in his finishing yeah. and so he hasn't always looked like that for Liverpool he's looked a little bit sort of hurried in yeah. it but mm. I, I, I definitely think look he's still so young isn't he what, 23 is he yeah. 24, 24, yeah. 24 now yeah he's, he's so you know he's got so much left in his career and he's already made such big steps in it. I, I, I definitely think you know it's only a matter of time before we're talking about Nunes in you know, yeah. fifteen twenty plus goals a season. Just quickly, goes to a word for the two fellas either side of him because I, I think with I don't, I don't think you'd look at Salah and and, and uh, Diaz in that game and say it was either of their best game. But they're so effective, aren't they? Qu- even sort of quietly effective now. Salah obviously gets his goal, mm. but he's always involved. Same, same really for Diaz. Yeah, in terms of Diaz, uh, I, I thought Neil was spot on when he said before about, you know, sometimes it's more expectation and, yeah. and anticipation than, you know, them actually delivering. But, you know, every time he gets it, he's going to run at the right back and he's going to give him something to think about and that might lead to something and you've just got to persevere. You know, sometimes he, he might have an off day and sometimes he might, grab a couple of goals and, and I, th- I think he started the season well in general and he well, seems yeah. to have nailed down that left-hand spot now when you think of the, the players who can play there you know different types of players but they're all capable Gakpo, Jota and Nunes and, and he seems to be the very much the Liverpool left winger now doesn't he Salah is Salah again you know a bit of a quiet game for him but he scores and he almost sets was it Nunes up with a with a yeah. kind of measured yeah. ball through and um, 13 13 and last 13 now isn't it for him yeah. in terms of goal involvements um, yeah I, I, I mean I made the points in, in the, the blood red column on Friday for all this talk of Saudi Arabia and you know it's gone now but it's going to come back in January yeah. I just think you know money aside why you know he's still one of the absolute best players in the world he wants to break every record going at Liverpool so 
why can't he just carry on doing it? Because he's showing no signs of slowing down, is he? You know, that since he signed that contract, was it kind of close to eighteen months ago? Now he's he's still Liverpool's main man, and you know, for all the talk of Nunes emerging and Gakpo yeah. developing and whatever else, Salah is still going to be the, the main man. He's going to be important for the rest of them in, in that front mm-hmm. line in terms mm-hmm. of you know how to maximise your your talents and how to do it over period of years. We were talking yesterday, weren't we, at Anfield about um, when Salah was going for the, the Golden Boot Award. <laughs> it was mm. five years ago with Aubameyang and, and Mane. And yeah. Mane is in Saudi Arabia now. And where's Aubameyang? Yeah. Is, yeah. is he at Marseille. Lyon? Yeah. Marseille. Marseille yeah. Um, and Salah's still at Liverpool being the main man. And, yeah. and that's the kind of longevity that you've got to aspire to. Yeah, and they, they help Nunes no end, don't they? Having two players like that that are tactically so good, consistent, and yeah. so no... They're so and confident in their role. Work, work hard, and, yeah. and and you know, if you were Klopp, someone like Nunez's hold up play, and 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 yeah. you could look at Mo Salah and say, wow, you know, talk about you feel like Salah can play as number nine. If, yeah. if, if if he wasn't so amazing at everything else, you could you could say, well, actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind him as a focal point. He can hold off any defender. Yeah. He did it in the first half, didn't he? Yeah. Want a free kick off off someone where it was ridiculous, really, out the the, the upper body strength. He's got so much about him, and I think what you're seeing as well from him is this. Real reinvention or, or or readjustment of of what he what he does during games in terms of he doesn't really have that or he doesn't really try to use that sear and pace that we saw early in his career when he was a proper winger yeah. really wasn't he and, and then he, he developed into this goal scoring great but now he's also got that like almost like Lionel Messi passes those ones from the right yeah. where he sort of yeah, gets yeah. on his left foot and you think he can put a far post he can put it right down the line he can do the outside of his foot you know he can play a little one two he can do that you know it, there's a real sort of roundedness now to his game and it's it's yeah it's really good to see and I, I'm I'm fully fully with Gorsi on that you know I'd be I'd be fascinated to know sort of the conversations going around this Saudi Arabia thing with Salah because the one that I would be having if he was my mate or my client or you know my teammate would be like you can still win everything yeah. in your yeah, yeah. and I and I mean individually and and collectively you know you could still be sort of you can have all that recognition that yeah. you probably think you haven't had or you haven't had enough of you know Ballon d'Ors and yeah. things like that you know Premier League player of the year or whatever golden boots it's all still there for you you know just don't don't cash out too quickly almost you know that law that law still be there in 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 the later years you know when you get to the ronaldo sort of stage right now you're you're one of the best players in europe so just keep being that that's exactly i, w- I would be pointing to ronaldo saying go and do what he's done go mm. there when you're 36 yeah, yeah. because if, if if the if the boom's still there yeah. they've sold the money yeah, yeah. i mean and, and you back salad don't you to just stay in that condition he's he's so mm. well conditioned he's barely ever injured yeah and and he obviously looks after him so f- so well, and I think the way modern players are and the way he will think, he will think along those lines. Yeah. What you think? Now, now he's the, the you know Harvard Business School, or he's yeah, yeah, getting yeah. involved with him, Andy. Yeah, you know, he yeah. is the, he is the superstar of 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 Liverpool, the Premier League. You know, I know he's not in the Champions League this season, but I think that's only a, a one year blip, personally, from a Liverpool perspective. He's yeah, he's just for me watching him play and where we sit. Especially when they're attacking the cop, where we sit in the, in the press, it's a, it's a, it's an honour to watch him sometimes mm-hmm. because it's, you don't always see it, and like you say, you wouldn't have come away from that game and said, "Wow, Salah yeah. today." But so many times in the game, we just look how good he is, yeah. you know. And you look at the sort of, the aura that he has around him when he gets the ball, you can almost just see the other team are a little bit like, "Oh, God, what's he going to do? Yeah. What, what is it?" And you know, well, they had Paqueta dropping back into like a left-sided yeah. left-back role to just to double up on him. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And you know, he, I, and 
in in fairness to Emerson, who played left back, he played all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, but yeah. you still see that, and he comes away. Yeah. Salah scored, and you know could have yeah. had a couple of assists. Yeah. He's just yeah, he's still Liverpool's main man, and don't expect that to change anytime soon. It's it's as as um, you know all the things he's added to his game mm. over the years. That the strength is the one yeah, for me because yeah. he's not like a a Harland where you look at him and you immediately see a man mountain. He's yeah. Relatively quite short, isn't he? But mm-hmm. like you say, there that one was it. Ward Prowse, where he, he just held them off about yeah, four times. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, got he, was, he finally got the free kick. Yeah, about five foot eight, Ghosty, which is average height. It's average height. <laughs> like, he yeah. got he got fouled about three times in there with Ward Prowse on the halfway line, and uh, finally got mm. got it given to him. And he just was it. Who was it last season? Was it was it Bernardo Silva against Man City, where he just just held him off? And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's just I, he's added that to his game on top of everything else, and he's just like Neil says, he's just the main man. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Well, before we finish off, um, great league win, but the serious stuff starts Wednesday, of course. Hmm. It's the, the, the world's greatest cup competition. Did you change the entire team? I mean, <laughs> certainly the forward line. I, l- I love Jota coming on, by the way. And all the work, all the things we talk about, Nunes, all the hard work he puts in. Jota comes yeah. on, scores. The, just a, a James Pierce tap in, doesn't <laughs> he, from the six yard box? Um, but yeah, yeah he, he comes in, doesn't I he? I mean, Klopp made 11 changes at last. He made eight yesterday. I'd expect. Probably yeah. be making about nine or ten again on on Wednesday night. Um, th- I mean the thing is now you can make those amounts of changes and, and the squad doesn't look too yeah. much, too much lopsided towards youth or inexperience or anything like that. So they've got a, re- a really good squad and I think the ability of the players that he's going to be able to to choose from means that they could have a good go at this until yeah. they until they start being able to choose the likes of Salah and, and yeah. Van Dijk and whatever. So yeah, um, looking forward to seeing that the. the um, the Carabao Cup run this year. Yeah, Klopp complains a lot about the schedule, but there's a real incentive to stay in yeah. this competition, isn't it? There is. I, I think also when you've got, like you say, those younger players where we're talking about the upside and the potential, but you also you, you want to see them play a little bit and you, you don't want to be in a position where you've got Stefan Bajetic and you say he hasn't played for six months yeah. because you know we, we, we haven't had a game to throw yeah. him in or Harvey Elliott or whoever so it really is a chance to, to keep a little bit of rhythm and Liverpool did it brilliantly in the, the, the mm-hmm. season before last didn't he where it felt like everyone was sort of in form or has had a good game recently and mm-hmm. you, you never ever felt like there was someone who's like oh god you know we're going to have to put him in now and I think back they played Leicester that season actually didn't they and you know you think back to uh, I was trying to think about Billy Cometto I think pretty much played centre half I'm yeah. sure he was going off that half-time. Minamino game? Yeah, yeah. Tyler Morton yeah. played yeah. in midfield and I'm sure Owen Beck ended up on the pitch. Yeah. It's not like that. At the moment, it's like, well, Ben Doak's the sort of the, the, yeah. the, 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 the rookie yeah. and yeah. Ben Doak's really good. You know, yeah. Bajetic is, is probably going to play. I'd expect Jarrell Kwanzaa probably to come yeah. in and, yeah. you know, someone who, who, whose last game was an excellent one. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a, a good excitement there. You've got Ryan Gravenberg, first Anfield star, probably you'd yeah. expect. Um, I would. Endo will play. Right? Endo a bit more. Endo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elliot. You know, he's still got. Well, I don't know if we'll ever see him again, but Thiago potentially could come back yeah. in yeah. and, and, and be available. Yeah. 
Is he back? Is, is Thiago? Where is Thiago at? I thought he was, he, was, he was walking through the mix zone or was yeah. poking his head around in the mix yeah, zone yesterday yeah. with his with his his children. But yeah, he wasn't um, wasn't part of the squad. I don't think he's back in full training yet. Still is not he? Back. No, he's been renamed. I think Thiago not quite ready. That's <laughs> uh, Jürgen's sort of stock <laughs> stock yeah, response, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. When when he's asked about him. Well, Thiago had a setback. Yeah, 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 yeah. but you, you know, th- th- it's. There's a lot to sort of unpack in that midfield area and, and, and in the defence even as well. You know, you, you want to test these players and Leicester will. You know, I'm, I'm, I'd be amazed. I'd be, I, I would be disappointed and I'd be amazed if Enzo Maresca turns up and says, ah, oh, don't worry about it, Anfield. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, you'll yeah. see Jamie Vardy. Yeah. You'll see, yeah. you know, a few of the sort of the, the remnants from the Premier League team yeah. will play and they'll try and sort of get amongst Liverpool. So it'll be a test for these players. But Liverpool's cup side at the moment is pretty strong isn't it and especially yeah. at home yeah one thing I would say is Liverpool's front options now give them a chance in this competition yeah. whereas you know a couple of years ago you, you pick them to Kumi Minamino and, and you, you need them to per- perform at an 8 or a 9 out of 10 and same with Divock Origi which didn't always happen did it but now it's you know any of those front five would would be a home in a Premier League game, so mm. it's, 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 it's a good point. Look, yeah. look, at the, look at the Derby game last season. Uh, Leighton Stewart led the line yeah. against Derby. Yeah. I think yeah. Oxley Chamberlain, yeah. Bobby Clark, I think yeah. played in it. Um, you know, and it was, and he still won. Liverpool, yeah. by yeah. the way, and, and and good on them. But it was, it was far less of a sort of intimidating team. Yeah. It was almost mm. like a team that you just sort of, you know, you, you've gone. Who's there? Yeah. Okay, he needs a game. Harvey Blair a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was a Glatzel, was it against Shrewsbury? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, it was uh, Max Waltman. Max, yeah. Max Waltman, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So it, it's a lot more senior, even yeah. though it's quite young in terms of you know age profile. There's a lot more experience, definitely, to play there. I think one thing I, I'm quite interested in is is Stefan Bajetic as as this yeah. right back sort of experiment because I thought we saw both el- both edges yeah. of that sort of or both sides of that coin. I thought he had a tough tough first half yeah. in in Austria, but real sort of influence in it and. One of them where it was, it was almost a little bit of a light bulb moment. You go, ooh, that could be something interesting going option, forward, yeah. you know, like because he's such a talented player and good on the ball, and he is defensively very good. You know, he, yeah, he yeah. wins tackles, he's good in the air, he's got that about him. He's got great anticipation as he is to yeah, win. And, and win strength, yeah, and he's, yeah. he's got sort of wiry strength. He's not mm. a big yeah, lad yeah. or anything, is he? But he's just got that mm. thing where. Where if you if you went in for a fifty fifty with him, you wouldn't fancy yourself coming out with the ball. Yeah. You just think he's, he'll win this. He's just got yeah. that s- strong sort of nature about him, and I'm really in- interested to see whether Liverpool sort of see any progress in that area because right back's a bit of a problem for mm-hmm. them. You know, longer yeah. term if Trent's not available, and you know we said Joe Gomez played well, but relying on his fitness, maybe having to use him at centre back, he's not the same kind of player in terms of you know ball playing skills or having sort of lots mm. of touches in midfield by Chetich is one that I hadn't really considered it at any point mm. I, I thought well when he comes in he'll go into that rotation for that mm. number six but he might be one that you look at and say you know what he's he can play right back you know yeah. James Milner sort of yeah. element yeah. to him yeah. I think younger players are a bit more malleable as well aren't they tactically yeah. and, and positionally you know they haven't established themselves as under senior games as a number eight or whatever yeah. so maybe it's it's something to look at I'm I'm Unsure whether it's uh, tactic worth persevering with long term if, if Trent's not playing. I think Liverpool just needs someone to yeah. play right back. They, they barely got a right back as it is. Never mind someone who's got to be playing as a number eight yeah. while they're there. So, um, but the Bichetta one is a, is an interesting one long term. Can, can confirm. Watch the under 18s on um, Saturday beat Everton, yeah. and they've got a left back called Kyle Kelly. 
and he he was he was Trent for the team, and it was it was so noticeable in the game that Liverpool didn't have a left back, mm. and the left side of the centre back, uh, Wellity Lucky, had so much work to do. Mm. But it's it was very notable that they yeah. were doing it at under 18s level. They do it at under 21s level. Um, I watched I watched the Morecambe game last um, last Tuesday, and they were doing it in that game with Josh Davidson going in, going into there from right back. So I do think it is a tactic that they yeah. are clearly going to persist with and, yeah. and sort of try and train players into doing it. I mean, it's really a little tip for you. Get a coach on to, to talk about why he would do it because yeah. it, to me, I, I watch it and think it, it's really interesting. But I just sometimes I just watch the game happening and go, where is he? Why yeah. you just put your left yeah, back? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Kelly, on, 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 I'm not messing. He got the ball about three or four times, opened his body out, and then like looked as if to say, well, where's my left back? It's like, do you? I do think that sometimes with Trent, if, if only Trent had Trent to play the ball yeah, to sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. think that, but it, it's definitely a tactic that Liverpool are sort of all in on at yeah. the moment, you know, whether it, whether it persists or not, and whether it happens if Trent isn't yeah. available, but I think Bajetic yeah. is probably the best, the best sort of suited at the moment to, yeah. to, to replicate it. It's interesting because I, I, I just assumed that they might move away from it this season, yeah, but, but yeah. it seems like they're, they're going the opposite direction. So. Can I get really quickly before we, we say goodbye? Can I get a quick prediction? I know it's a hard one to predict, Gorsty, but I mean, I'm uh, just going to go 3 yeah, 1 th- because th- there's, always, there's always some some wildness going on in the, the Carabao yeah. Cup, and that's yeah. why we love it, isn't it, Joe? That's why we love um, it. That's why we love it. It's so I'm going to go with a 3 all draw and Liverpool win on pens. Same as last, yeah. same as last time, yeah. That's 3 all, wasn't it? Last oh, time? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to Liverpool just do, do a really boring. 2 0. Yeah. Uh, just a sort of, yeah, one. They're not on the Ardy this week. So, yeah, just no. one of them that's just, oh, Liverpool won 2 0. Yeah. I'm going to go 3 1 again. I think um, I think they always concede, but Fourth they just seem to, to do it. And be Vardy, won't yeah. it? If, if they yeah. do concede, yeah. they'll be Vardy yeah. and he'll shush just, the cop yeah. or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Well, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back on Friday to talk that game and to look ahead to Tottenham, which is a huge, huge game at the weekend. Gorsty, thanks very much. Neil, thanks very much. Give yourself one final plug. Just, just follow me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm worth it. Um, <laughs> no, neiljones.substack.com, yeah, yeah. YouTube, and at Neil Jones Goal. Even though I don't work for them anymore. Cheers, gents. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.